Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. In 1990, Steve Jackson was developing and planning a card game, which he would ultimately call the Illuminati New World Order. It is speculated that the cards in this game correctly predicted many future events like 9-11, Princess Diana's death, Julian Assange, Fukushima, as well as many others, and it hits very close to the actual plan of the Illuminati. So how did Steve Jackson know the Illuminati's plans so precisely? Many people say it was coincidence. If so, then why have so many events on his cards come true, and why did he get a surprise visit from the Secret Service, who tried their best to shut him down and prevent him from publishing his game? In today's topic, we will discuss everything involving the Illuminati card game, from the history of it and Steven Jackson, the notable cards in the game, the strange facts and theories around them, and our own personal thoughts and theories regarding this topic. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. I'm one of your hosts today, Aaron. The other host joining me today is Danielson, or Dan. What's up, guys? And like I said, today's topic is the Illuminati card game. Now, before we get into it, uh, there's a few announcements like I always want to do. Uh, the first one is we don't run any ads or take any money from corporate overlords. So if you'd like to help us out, a written review on iTunes helps the show tremendously. If you don't want to leave one, though, that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, if you'd like to reach out to any of us, you can shoot us a message on Instagram or Facebook, or you can go to our website and click the contact button. There you will find all of our email addresses, and Dan's email address was just added a couple days ago. It is dan at theories of the third kind, so if you want to get a hold of Danielson or send him some dick pics, that's the place to do it, too. <laughs> That's right. Try to impress me. <laughs> All right. Really, guys, don't don't try to impress me. <laughs> so let's talk about the before we jump into this Illuminati card game. I thought it was a very interesting topic. I'm excited we're talking about it this week. But before we jump into the actual card game and we talk about the weird stuff around it, uh, I think we need to know what is the Illuminati. So, Dan... Could you tell us a little bit about the Illuminati and what it is? I'd be glad to. The Illuminati is said to be a secretive power elite or believed to be the central administrative organization of all secret societies like the Freemasons, the Knights Templar, which is believed to be the ultimate controller of the world's economy and politics. It is also believed that they are responsible for corporate control, political puppetry. They are often depicted as lurking in the shadows and pulling the strings and levers of power in everything in the world such as wars, catastrophic events, the economy, and even films, novels, television shows, comics, video games, and music videos. Yeah, so pretty much they supposedly control everything. I mean, I'm sure everybody's heard about the Illuminati, secret organization, pretty much it's said to control everything. You know, um, I've heard about them. So I actually looked them up, and it was a real organization in the 1700s, and it was created by an, uh, an individual by the name of Adam I'm sure I'm going to completely destroy his name, but it's Adam Weishenhaupt. And if you look at a picture of him compared to George Bush, not George Bush, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. George Washington, they were alive around the same time. Him and George Washington look a lot alike. 
and we'll get into that later on, but supposedly there's a theory about him being on the dollar bill rather than George Washington, but anyways, we'll dive into that later. So let's go ahead and get into the history of the Illuminati card game. So the Illuminati card game was originally released in 1982 by Steven Jackson as a game in which players control secret societies and compete with each other to control the world. This version featured 110 cards and was so popular that it received numerous awards, including being named the best science fiction board game. The idea for the original Illuminati card game came to light on September 1981 when Steve Jackson and a freelance cover artist named Dave Martin discussed their shared admiration of the book Illuminatus. After thinking about it for a few months, Steve Jackson decided to pursue developing a game about the secret conspiracy idea behind the book Illuminatus. After researching the Illuminati and conspiracy theories and extensive and enthusiastic playtesting, the card game went into the, onto the market in July 1982. Over the years, Steve Jackson Games has released a number of expansion sets for the Illuminati card game, including Illuminati Brainwash, Illuminati Mutual Assured Distraction, Illuminati Bavarian Fire Drill, and Illuminati Y2K, which each expansion set adds to the mystery of the game and supposedly giving a closer insight to the plans of the real Illuminati. Steve Jackson Games also released Illuminati Crime Lords and a couple of other games. But the real controversy started in 1994 and 95 when they released Illuminati New World Order. It was a 412 collectible card game. In Illuminati New World Order, players roleplay as various shadow groups and attempt to control the world by playing a number of different cards. The game itself isn't really fun, uh, but the cards are. They're, they're, the game isn't interesting, but the cards are very interesting. Because some people see them as, you know, as being able to see into the future as almost like their prophecies somewhat. Uh, so with the release of the New World Order version of it, the game made the shift from being an intriguing and suspicious game to one supposedly making eerie predictions about future world events. And um, also, some believe Jackson and his team of art directors illustrators and graphic designers made these cards to warn us of the um, impending doom that would approach in the following 20 or so years and it seems far-fetched but after some digging around for a while i began to wonder if there could actually be some truth to this bizarre theory have you ever seen this game before dan like before us talking about it today and before us researching it i have you ever seen never heard of this game and the way you like it was kind of described as being like be able to see like the future or like prophesize it. It's like a very, very in-depth uh, tarot cards. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've seen. So I scoured some forms, conspiracy forms, right? Pretty sure everybody listening to this has one time in their life. I've looked up other conspiracies and I've, I've come across some of these cards and people talking about how they tell the future. And I've, I've been kind of skeptic about them, you know? And then I started looking into them. I'll tell you what, at the end, I'll tell you what I, I think about it. But uh, I have seen these cards before. This New World Order edition. Now, the original Illuminati game, I didn't, I've, I've never seen. But the, uh, the, the 1994-95 New World Order edition of the 412 collectible card games, it's kind of like Pokemon, but for, for like secret societies so you just, and You could just buy this game like pretty much at any, like I guess, gaming store? This, nope. 
they released it for a limited time and now you can't find it really anywhere unless you go to eBay or you do what I did. Um, a couple days ago, I went to an antique shop and <laughs> this Illuminati New World Order game, it's full 412 card edition in the original box, which was beat to shit, was on sale there. Somebody had it at their antique store. Guess how much they wanted for it? A couple hundred? 250 bucks. It was marked down from 450. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? These cards better be telling me in my damn future for that much. <laughs> I mean, from the look of some of these cards, it's not a good future. <laughs> no, it's not at all. So, um, there was a, a total of 441 cards designed. And each one of them was drawn by hand in the early 90s by a team of five illustrators who were given guidelines by art director Alan Dawson and the creator and editor Steve Jackson, who also owns the Steve Jackson games. Oh. Um, but now, yeah, now we're going to kind of go into notable cards in the game. So we kind of covered, you know, what is the Illuminati card game, the history behind it, how it was created, what the Illuminati is. So now we're going to go into where the theory kind of takes shape. So do you want to go over this first card? we have on the document yeah first card is uh gun control the bottom of this card reads increase the power of all violent government groups increase the power of all criminal groups and on the card it shows multiple hands placed onto a gun which looks like one of the hands has a shoe on it i guess pressing down on it and there's blood i'm guessing that's a cop arm i i don't know it is what it looks like it looks like so yeah there's a a shoe placed down on somebody's wrist. There's somebody holding the glove with a gun that's been shot so many times that it's empty. It's empty. And there's two different hands. One, it looks like almost they're kind of like placing the gun on somebody's hand. And there's blood all around. Almost as like this is saying for this gun control card that it's saying it's a... Uh, a setup yeah for them to take away guns almost but the oh do you want to go over the yeah so that's what they're saying that this card is the theory regarding it is that historically gun control has made it much easier for the government to be now i got this from somebody else so don't you people go attacking me for saying this so historically gun control has made it much easier for the government to become more violent in a way it, it treats its citizens in fact the first action a new dictatorship takes is to seize all its weapons of the population. Lenin and Hitler both took individuals' weapons under the same false premise that they were growing more secure among its citizens. The reality was that it made them, the citizens more susceptible to severe dictatorship. That's what the theory is that this is portraying that gun control is easier for Triggered. the Illuminati. Triggered. Yeah. Triggered. For the Illuminati to take away your guns. What do you rate this on a scale from one to ten? As in, do you think it portrays what the theory says? Hmm, kind of. I don't know. That one looks really weird. Like, I don't know about the whole Lenin and Hitler thing, but yeah, the other part sounds believable. Yeah. Um, all these cards I'll end up posting up on Instagram, by the way. So whoever wants to uh, go and take a gander at them, you can go to our Instagram and go to our story highlights and there you'll be able to look at all of them all right so this next one is called terrorist nuke 
it has two buildings or two towers that are buildings on on it and one of them has like an explosion in the middle of it and it's leaning over as if it's going to fall over and uh it looks like the 911 twin towers attack i mean of course it wasn't hit with a nuke it was hit with the planes but doesn't it look like them it really does yeah so to kind of give everybody a recap of 911 i'm sure nobody needs it but everyone knows what happens on 911 Basically, you know, September 11th, 2001, two airplanes ran into the World Trade Centers in New York and they both collapsed. But here's some interesting facts about what happened. Some of these I've, I've, I've never heard of before, so you got to tell me if you've heard of these, Dan. Did you know on September 10th, 2001, the day before the attacks, the president's father, George Bush Sr., was in a closed-door meeting with Osama bin Laden's brother, Shafiq. That's a weird-ass name. It's an awesome name. I am sure. <laughs> uh, and so George Bush Sr. was in a closed door meeting with Osama bin Laden's brother, Shafig, in the Washington Ritz Carlton Hotel. The details of that meeting were never made public. Then, very next day, 9 11 happened. Then, a couple days later, on September 14th, 2001, a fleet of limousines were dispatched to round up 24 prominent members of the Bin Laden family who were all in the United States. They got all of them together. It took them straight to a runway to a jet that was waiting there for them, and that jet took them straight to Saudi Arabia. All 24 of them were never interrogated or questioned or anything. Did you know that? Those are actual facts? Those are facts. Those are actual facts. That actually happened. George Bush Sr. actually met with Osama Bin Laden's brother, the day before the Twin Towers attacks. And then on September 14th, what is it, three days afterwards, the limousines picked up the, all 24 members of the Bin Laden family and had them fly out to Saudi Arabia. That's crazy. Yeah. wonder what they talked about. I don't know. That is a good question. All right. You want to do this next one? Yeah. The next card is uh, Pentagon. And on the card itself, it has a pretty much a picture of the Pentagon with smoke coming out the middle of it. And let's see... From what the card says on it, each corporate group directly controlled by the Pentagon lets you draw one extra plot card each turn. And what's interesting is at the very bottom left, it says straight, violent, and government. Yeah. I mean, this was made in 94, 95. It looks like the Pentagon attack of 9-11, doesn't it? It kind of does, yeah. I, I think that was more believable than, than the gun control. Maybe n- not as much as the Twin Tower. I say it's right up there with the Twin Tower one. I give the the gun control one, I rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, I rate it a 2 as being not very believable. Terrorist nuke, which is the Twin Tower ones, I rate that up as up there probably 8. Same with the Pentagon, I rate it an 8. Yeah. Not that I believe in it, it's just that like if I was to look at it, what I would think it was, you know? I mean, it's, I mean, it's pretty interesting, you know, those exact buildings were the ones that attacked and these were all drawn and made look just like those attacks. Yep. So the next one, this card is called charismatic leader and it shows a blonde individual standing up in front of a crowd and has his arms stretched out and the crowd has their all of them have their mouth open as in shock almost and the individual is really tan in this picture and the card reads this card may be played at any time and counts as an action for the group it affects uh the power for one fanatic group is increased Blah, 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 blah. And uh, 
So this is basically people are saying that this card represents Donald Trump. Eh. eh the hair is just not doing I, it. His hair is more majestic. It is. It's like a lion's mane. This one's too blonde. It's more like highlighter yellow. I mean, I can see we're a charismatic leader because Donald Trump, you know, somewhat that. Yeah. You know, and he's he is blonde and he is highly tanned. But then again, though, and people. I mean, that could just be a white hair man. This the color is yellow. That's true, but I mean, there's a lot of people that are that get crowds going as a leader. You know, get the blood flowing. This next one, ooh, ooh. this one's a pretty good one. Do you want to do this one? This next card is uh called Backlash. It has a picture of a African American man, and. It looks like, you know, when like someone threw a bunch of like tomatoes and old fruit and stuff at him when he's standing up at a podium. And I'm guessing this one is supposedly supposed to represent Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And the, let's see, the card says this card may be played at any time. It requires an action by some group with at least one alignment in common with the target other than fanatic. The people, a lot of people are saying that this kind of looks like Barack Obama. Since he's standing up at his at a, at the podium and he's an African American man on the card, I don't I don't see the connection in this one. No, I give it a one for being. I I don't see the Barack Obama just because what who what racist person put that? I know, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so the next one is talking about we're going to talk about these next three cards, and all of them are very similar, and um, they supposedly. In 94, 95, they're supposedly covering the NSA wiretapping. I'll talk about the cards, I'll describe them, and then I'll talk about the NSA and wiretapping, and then you guys can make your decision whether you think they are or not. So the first one is a card that says phone company on the top, and then it looks like a grandma who's got headphones on, who has a cord running out of her head and into this computer, and then the description reads the phone company the phone company is capable of highly sophisticated traffic analysis on all calls and can access any computer connected to the, to the internet and uh, at any time the phone company can use an action to draw any two hidden plot cards so there's that one and then the next one is a call card that's called clipper chip and it has an individual looks like sitting in the dark with headphones on and a computer chip in the background the description says, all government groups in your power structure gain the ability to listen in on phone conversations worldwide. Only for legitimate law enforcement, of course, dot, dot, dot. And the next one after that actually says NSA, and it has um, an individual with headphones on again listening, but he's like looking towards a window and in the window, it has a light on, and you see a silhouette of a couple, of like a man, um, I guess you would say, carrying a woman, yeah. and they're about to kiss. Oh, yeah, yeah, so it looks like kiss. there's stuff they're, they're doing in private. And uh, it reads, no such agency, it doesn't exist, just ask them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, now we're going to talk about the NSA, uh, kind of real quick. So the NSA stands for the National Security Agency. In 2013, Edward Snowden leaked highly classified documents that the NSA spies on everyone. Not only do they spy on everyone, but they store everything. All calls, all texts, all, all, everything you can think of. All internet traffic, everything you type in, everything you say. 
It's all stored in a giant data uh, facility in Utah. That was leaked in 2013. It was talked about. You know, people talked about it uh, in 94, 95. But the people who did say that, oh, the government's listening to you. You know, they're listening to everything you say. What what did those people say? You know, they say, oh, well, they can, they can, you know, or they can do that. It's fine. I got nothing to hide. Or they said, oh, oh, you're, you're wrong. You know, they don't do that. You're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Well, it came out in 2013 that they did do that and they have been doing that, you know? Yeah. But it's crazy that they drew that and they talked about that in 94, 95. That is pretty crazy. On these cards. Yeah, I give this up there. I give this a nine. This is higher than the Twin Towers. Actually, I give it a ten because he he properly predicted, and it's proven he properly predicted these. Yeah, and I mean the Clipper chip, that's Hacker Man. There's no doubt about it. That is Hacker Man just on that card. <laughs> so some interesting things I found out about the NSA when I was looking them up. Do you remember the film uh, and that was made in 1998 called Enemy of the State? Had Will Smith I do. in it, like the. The, f- the front of it is like him like running down the street with like a shirt coming undone. He's like, oh shit, where that am I going? His shoe, shoe was uh, tapped. Pretty much everything he was tapped on him. All of his clothes. Yeah. So, yeah. The film tells a story of a group of NSA. Actually, how about you? You you tell us what the film was about. I mean, the film tells the story of a group of NSA agents conspiring to kill a congressman and the cover up that ensues after a tape of the murder is discovered. It depicted the NSA as having vast technical know-how and credible surveillance capabilities, many of which were later confirmed by Edward Snowden when he leaked it out. Which, I mean, the movie itself is just crazy, and I wouldn't say it's like one of the top movies, but it's pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's, it's a decent movie. This is all before the Edward Snowden leak. Did you know that the NSA and the government tried to stop this film from being released? Did they really? Yeah, they tried to stop this film from being released, but they, people who made it were like, eh, fuck you, we're releasing it anyways. Oh no, you let my secrets out. <laughs> Actually, they said, uh, they didn't say, oh, we're doing that. They said, oh, it painted us in a bad light, because in the movie you paint, the NSA people were, were portrayed as the bad guys, which... Eh. I mean, I mean, if it's wrong, you shouldn't worry about it, but if it's right and you're worried about it, I mean, someone's guilty. Yeah. Some other interesting facts I found out about the NSA was that Harry Truman, who was a 33rd degree master mason of the Freemasons, he created the NSA in 1952. I honestly don't know why I put that in there. I don't know. Maybe because of the master mason, Freemasons, Illuminati connection, maybe. 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 Has nothing to do with the cards, really. But another interesting story I, I read that I had to share that I wanted to share. <laughs> you ready for a short story? Oh, I am so ready. Okay. So a deputy White House counselor named Vincent Fo- or Vince Foster apparently committed suicide in July of 1993. He was a control liaison for a company called Systematics. Systematics was a front through which the NSA was selling the software called Promise, but without the E. So Promise? S- promise? Yeah, Promise. I don't know. Yeah, so what Promise did, it was a software that collected information on individuals. It was in like 93, it was like the, or 91, 92, 93, it was like the gathering of information for people on online bulletin boards and pretty much everything. So that company, Systematics, it also laundered profits for 
from covert operations and gathered backdoor information from the software Promise. So let's just go back to Vincent Foster. So the deputy White House counselor who supposedly committed suicide, right? Yeah. Well, a, a woman was with Vince Foster hours before his death, and her hair color matched the color of hairs found in Foster's underwear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy, she's getting down and dirty and nasty. Anyways. Her head was cold. <laughs> her head, did you say her head was cold? Her head was cold. That's a good excuse. So pathologists discovered that Foster had died at the moment of ejaculation. <laughs> wow. What a way to go. So his body was, but here's a weird part, right? So his body was found in a park in Virginia, a short distance from his car. However, after reviewing the video surveillance tapes, it never showed Foster leaving the building he was in. Shot was so strong, he, he traveled through space. <laughs> his shot was so strong, it launched him right out of the building into the park with his car. I just thought that, I thought that Vince Foster story was interesting because he was running that group systematics yeah. and he was the control liaison for, you know, that group. And that group was a front for the NSA who handled their software. So a little iffy on the suicide part. You maybe can make some connections to the NSA or government. I don't know why they would do that to him i don't know no but we'll we'll, we'll jump back on uh well no no we won't no well, i was gonna say we, we could do a episode maybe on vince foster because there's a lot of information about what actually happened and a lot of conspiracies about his suicide so maybe oh, yeah. we can touch back on that there'd be a, a lot of jokes there in that one. Oh yeah oh yeah so fuck, i don't even know why i put this next one in here <laughs> i don't i don't know why because it looks similar I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this car's one is called Agent in Place. It has a guy wearing a, I guess he's a hot dog vendor. Yeah. He's talking through a radio that is disguised as a mustard bottle. And I'm guessing it's supposed to represent Alex Jones, but the card describes play this card at any time. The card requires an action by one group with a power of four or more. Pick one rival. You may look at all his hidden plot cards and pick one for him to discard. It has some resemblance to Alex Jones, the guy on the card does, but boy, it just does not fit. Unless you have an agenda of Alex Jones being an agent, I, I don't see it. All right, I give this card a two. I give the one above it, the NSA, is a 10. This one a two. Actually, yeah. a one. I give that, it a that's one. That's a one. I mean, if you give it a zero, I give it a zero. Yeah. It's right <laughs> up there with the, what, what was the one we ranked low? The Charismatic Leader and yeah. the Backlash. Yeah, it's, it's, backlash. it's with him. Yeah. yeah. So, it's Princess Diana one. This one, this one has some int interesting stuff to it. So, this Princess Diana one, it's a, uh, it says Princess Di, it's just D-I, Princess Di. And it has a picture of what looks exactly like Princess Diana on the front of it. And it has paparazzi all around her taking pictures, just everywhere around her. Um. So then it reads, Princess Di and her puppets are immune to attack by your rivals, peaceful or liberal, liberal groups, except for media. So immune to your attacks by the rivals, peaceful or liberal groups, except for media. 
Now, this is very, very interesting when we get into the actual death of Princess Diana. So on October 31st, 97, Princess Diana had just finished joining a meal with her lover, Dodi Al-Fahid, at the Ritz Hotel, owned by his father, Mohammed Al-Fahid, a little that before mid... Yeah, that was good, huh? Uh, a little before midnight, the couple left the hotel to escape the 30 paparazzis parked outside. They went out to the back... They went through the back door of the hotel. Their chauffeur had a bulletproof Mercedes Benz that he was driving in which he gathered them all up in and sped away. So the paparazzis were waiting out front. They see this bulletproof Mercedes Benz speeding away. They're like, oh, shit, they got us again. But some of them had some motorcycles and they hopped on their motorcycles and started chasing them. These man, paparazzis are relentless, huh? So they were chasing this bulletproof Mercedes Benz. So a few minutes after that, the Mercedes Benz, it enters a tunnel at high speed. Diana, Doty, and the chauffeur failed to emerge from the tunnels with their life. Now, no one truly knows what happens after that, after they enter the tunnels. But the official story is that the chauffeur was drunk, driving erratically to avoid the paparazzi, and they crashed and all died. So their cause was that the paparazzi was taking pictures of them through this bulletproof Mercedes-Benz, Princess Diana and the uh, Alpha Heat guy, and the flashes were blinding the driver who was drunk. He was trying to speed to get away from these paparazzis, wrecked, and everybody died inside. And it's very interesting, because what does the card say? That Princess Diana puppets are immune to attacks by their rivals, peaceful or liberal groups, except for the media. And then it shows paparazzis in the background taking pictures. That one's up there. That's not a 10, but damn, dude, that's like an 8 or a 9. That's like a 9. So, what do you think of that one? You think it's, what, what do you give it? A 1 to 10. I'm giving that one an 8. An 8? Okay, okay. I'll give it like an 8.5, 9. 8 to 9. So, an 8.5, yeah. Yeah, it's just the fact that, like, there's no reason for them to speed off in the Mercedes Benz. If they would have just probably drove off normally, no one probably would have really noticed. Yeah, well, they use the narrative that the chauffeur was drunk, but the video evidence of them in the Ritz Hotel, it never showed him ever having one drink at all. And it never showed him, uh, you know, drunk or not being able to walk or inebriated at all. Now, the photography flashes may have fucked him up and, like, you know, blinded him from driving and he's oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to drive erratic and the princess is in the back. Floor it, floor it. And he's all stressed out, you know, but I don't know. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. Or, fired. or maybe the princess just got murdered because she was pregnant with the, that Muslim dude's baby and the royal family didn't want it. But that's a whole nother conspiracy we'll get into at later episodes. Oh, yeah. So this next card is one of the New World Order cards called Political Correctness. And on the card, it's two white men hanging. One looks like one looks like Hitler, then the other one looks like probably a younger Donald Trump. <laughs> That's actually very correct. Yeah, the Donald Trump looking one is like used insensitive pronouns. So yeah, yeah, that's and like written. One. Yeah, that's written on like a whiteboard, like placed on. Oh, hanging around their necks. Yeah, yeah, hanging around their necks. Then the Hitler ones ate flesh of dead animals. So, <laughs> vegans attack. <laughs> But uh, the card reads, good thoughts are now required. 
I'm not sure how good thoughts were required on that card, but uh, increase the power of all liberal groups by three, all conservative groups with the power of only one become criminal as well. Ooh. Yeah, you know, political correctness back in like 94, 95, I don't know how big it was. I, I don't, I, I, I remember in 2006, clearly it wasn't big at all. I think it got really big here lately, you know, especially this used insensitive pronoun. I think that here lately got pretty big i'll give it a five and a half probably i was thinking of five all right yeah because i mean it describes the situation now perfectly but that that one right there is like one of the things like yeah sooner or later someone's gonna be upset about this yeah that is that is right okay so the next card is called nuclear accidents or nuclear accident and on the front of it it has two Boiler water reactors, BWRs, basically when you look at a nuclear power plant that's a BWR, it has these stacks that have steam. Eh, they always portray nuclear power plants like that, but not all of them look like that. But uh, if you watch The Simpsons, the nuclear power plant, that's what they look like. Two big old stacks, and that's got a building down below. And one of the stacks has a giant crack going all the way through it, and it's seeping out some like what looks like blood. I don't know. That's what it looks like. Yeah, the card reads, Disaster. This is an instant attack to destroy any place. Uh, the nuclear power companies lose their action taken when this card is placed, uh, when this card is played at any time. So this this card supposedly is what people say is that it predicted Fukushima. I think not. Really, I mean, you gotta think back in the 80s. Uh, Three Mile Island happened. Not only Three Mile Island, the Three Mile Island accident, but Chernobyl. But basically Three Mile Island, uh, Chernobyl had their entire core exposed and melted down and exploded into oblivion uh, from, I think it was like a hydrogen buildup or some some buildup of something. But uh, Three Mile Island actually melted their freaking core and was almost at Chernobyl level. And they actually released some uh, radioisotopes in the atmosphere. And their oh, reactor, wow. yeah, their reactor was, like, done for. And I actually know some people who were there when it happened. Anyways, but this card is more, I would say it's not Fukushima. It's more towards uh, Three Mile Island that happened in the 80s. Well, hold on. Let me look up when Three Mile Island happened. Three Mile Island nuclear accident. I want to say the 80s. 79. See? It occurred in oh, 79. Wow. So it was before Chernobyl. And it was a partial meltdown of their uh, nuclear reactor number two. And then Chernobyl happened in, what, 86 or something? So, 86. Okay, so I was wrong on the dates. Okay, so I got somebody who's out there who's very knowledgeable on Three Mile Island in in uh, Chernobyl and her, who are, like, yelling at me through the, the headsets right now or through his earbuds or her earbuds. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You're supposed to know these. How dare you? Fake news. No, but uh, I give this card, if they're saying it's Fukushima, uh, a one. If they're saying it's Three Mile Island, well, Three Mile Island was in 79, way before this card game was released, so no. Uh, I mean, I just feel like the card's pretty much someone that's just against nuclear power. Yeah, pretty much. Anyways, this is D-Programmers. D-Programmers. 
Now that's an interesting looking card right there. See, the programmers, it has two, it's what you would think FBI agents look like. You know, the sunglasses, the black and white uniforms with the earpiece in. And they are carrying off a hippie girl. Yeah. Best way to describe it. Yeah. Flowers in the hair, peace sign, or like hearts and stuff drawn on their face, on her face. Let's see. Gives a plus four to any attempt to destroy a weird or fanatic group. Or a plus eight if the target is both weird and fanatic. Discordia's immunity to straight groups does not extend to the deprogrammers. Yeah, so is what they're saying is this is like Project MK Ultra. This was a lot of the theories. Theorists say that this is Lady Gaga in the picture that he predicted. It's MK Ultra that he predicted. Well, huh. I, 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 uh, hmm. MK Ultra was in the seventies. MK Ultra was in the seventies. If it was, if he was predicting MK Ultra, it was he wasn't predicting. He was telling people about it. But even those people aren't really. I don't know. It looks more like handlers, you know. I don't know. Oh yeah. I, I don't security guards. Yeah, I don't see this one as really anything. I give it a I give it a one. I give it a one just like the power on the card. One. Alright, this next one, dude. This next one. The top of the card says and stay in all capital letters dead. Exclamation mark. It has a picture of an individual who has a gray suit on with gray gloves. And he's looking at the, he's looking at you through the card, and he has about, I don't know, how what, jawline length hair. I don't know what the fuck do you call that hair. I don't know jawline length hair. Sideburns and like really long sideburns. Well, his hair is pretty long too. Yeah, and it, like yeah, long sideburns and his hair is gray. But dude, he looks exactly like Julian Assange. But the card says. Uh, the destroyed group is gone forever. No card or special ability can revive it. So people say that this is Julian Assange. And when you compare this card to a picture of Julian Assange, and if you haven't, Dan, if I was you, go Google Julian Assange. All right, let's, let's look at this guy. So type in Julian Assange New World Order card and look at a side-by-side comparison of him and this card. Images. Hmm. I mean, there is a close resemblance. The hair, the sideburns, uh... Yeah, he doesn't have the sideburns, but here I'll link it to you on link it to you on Discord. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he wore his hair like that for a while. So Julian Assange was the creative people who don't know who he is, he created WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks is a famous place that publishes leaked stuff that governments don't want you to know. So when whistleblowers go whistleblowers, if they have sensitive information that they're scared to leak any other way. They give it to WikiLeaks and WikiLeaks publishes it after they verify it and go all through it and all that good stuff. Julian Assange was like the creator. He was the face for it and everything. But before he was arrested uh, a long time ago, he ended up going to the Ecuadorian embassy and sitting there for like five or six years or something. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. Okay. You need to fact check it. I'm just kind of shooting from the hip right here. So he he was he took refugee there and then like a year ago the Ecuadorian embassy kicked him out. He got arrested. Now he's being held in prison. Nobody's heard from him. People speculate he's been killed because he has leaked a lot of stuff that is very sensitive that the government doesn't want you to know that they do like a lot of the war crimes that were in Iraq uh and uh in Syria of us 
shooting, you know, I say us, not us, but governments shooting, you know, unarmed civilians uh-huh. and stuff like that. So that's what people say. I I give it a seven. Mm, I'm gonna give that one a five. Oh my god! What other one did you give a five? Political correctness. Yeah. <sighs> this this okay. one, uh, it, the way he's dressed reminds me of someone from like the eighteen. It's this is what I picture fucking Jack the Ripper would look like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Standing okay. stand beside a coffin, pretty much I'm, destroying the body of someone. Just stay dead. Okay, how dare you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, ha- this next one, you want to cover this one? Sure can. Pretty much this one is a card named International Weather Organization. Oh, so pretty much this one is uh, referring to the HARP, H-A-R-P. Pretty much uh, it shows a guy, pretty much a scientist holding a clipboard, pointing up in the air, and then you have the airplane flying across, letting out, I'm going to say like a cloud, like he's dragging a cloud and it's producing a tornado underneath. So it's like all places you control get a plus six to defend against any disaster. But any disaster you visit upon arrival, except in space, has plus four power. So pretty much that one is talking about, I guess, ARP, government creating weather. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the people speculate that he was talking about HARP in this one. I can see it, but wasn't HARP, when we talked about HARP and chemtrails, wasn't HARP done back during like the Vietnam War and stuff like that? So they've known about this. And if he was studying, this Steve Jackson was studying on conspiracy theories, and he would pull up the government documents showing that we did weather manipulation. So, uh, uh, I'm not going to give this one a rating because this was already like known to the public, you know? Yeah. All right. This one gets erased. This next one, I'm not going to touch on either because it's kind of the same thing. But, oh, God. So, the next one is called <laughs> The Frog God, and it has a picture of a giant frog sitting on a open seashell he's wearing like pants and like gold and holding like two gold batons and uh there is a person kneeling down in front of him i guess making an offering to him the card reads the idols are both frightening and silly and no one knows why the masters keep them around so that's what it reads and uh, this is supposedly the predicting Pepe the Frog. Are you familiar with Pepe? Pepe? I am familiar with the image and the meme of it, but not the meaning of it. So Pepe is a popular internet meme used in a variety of contexts. In the recent years, it's been used basically by a large amount of, I guess you would say Trump supporters. That's all I see using it. Or maybe trolls using it, too, on the internet. Have you seen any other people besides Trump supporters or trolls using it? I'm not calling all Trump supporters trolls or anything. I'm just saying, like, those are the two main people who I've seen used it. I mean, I've just seen it. I've never really cared for the meaning of it. I just always thought, like, that's a weird damn frog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I, I give this one a three and a half, or three. I give it a three. Because it's not all the way crazy, but it has a little bit, you know. I'm going to go ahead and give it a six. God. Just because you you just did not give that frog god the credit. That man is wearing, or that frog is wearing a red and white Speedo. Oh my God. That is what he's wearing. And for him wearing that, I give him, you know, just a little bit more for that. Just saying. Mm. Respect the Speedo. 
Respect the Speedo. Oh, yeah. Do you want to cover this this one? or I'll cover that one because I actually think this one's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. It's called Empty V, which it shows a picture of two kids, it seems like, staring at a TV that has a, pa- a mouth on it. And it's supposed to be, like, I guess, sound coming from it. So it depicts as MTV for music. And the, the description is this group and all other media groups in your power structure are totally immune to attacks from straight groups. Each personality you control gets plus one to its own power. And I don't know, just looking at that in the name of the card, it's like MTV. So pretty much MTV no longer playing music. Yeah. That's what I get from it. Yeah. Empty V, <laughs> like just empty E M P T Y and then V E E. So MTV, like M TV. It, it, it makes sense, you know, when they're looking at a TV, they're almost hypnotized eh, as like the talking mouth of the youth, you know, or to hypnotize the youth and kind of like, I don't know. I can see that, man. Some of the shit they play now on MTV is so stupid. Yeah, it's not even music no more. No. Sadly. Yeah. Used to jam to that show or that channel. Yeah. When was MTV created? MTV created. Oh, shit. That was in 91. Yeah, they've been around for a while. Yeah. So, mm, yeah, okay. I, it's a good one. It's a good one. I, I, I give them uh, give them like a three and a half, four. I give it a four. Okay. All right, this next one. This next one's pretty good. Oh, triggered. Oh, man. So this next one says, just say no. And then it shows a woman holding, it looks like, books pair of shoes what the hell is that in her hand it looks like a a, a a cd or like an album cover of a cash register is that like supposed to be like some sports magazines maybe i don't know but all the stuff she has in her hand she's throwing into this giant fire so it, it says and this is very interesting so she's holding a pair of shoes books i guess a magazine or something and there's a woman who's white, brown hair, and she's throwing all this shit into a fire. The title of the card is Just Say No. The description says, play this card at any time to give plus 10 power or resistance to any straight group you control. Now, (laughs) what do those shoes look like? Nikes. They look exactly like Nike basketball shoes, man. They look like some freaking KDs or something, you know? And what what happened last year? Oh, good old Colin Kaepernick. All the, pretty much, uh, people were protesting Nike because of the Colin, them supporting Colin Kaepernick in his whole kneeling thing. You know, kneeling before games. And everybody was taking videos of themselves, like, burning shit that they, that Nike had. You know, their shoes and stuff. Yep. And, ooh, man. Uh, yeah, this one's about a seven for me. Seven and a half. And I don't know, and I see that lady, and I just want to say... Damn it, Karen. I was just about to say, it looks just like a damn Karen, huh? <laughs> it does. Damn. All right. You want to cover this next one? Ah, uh, yes. The next card, Gun Lobby, shows a revolver. I guess he pulled the trigger and money shoots out of it. That's a lot of money. I want that money. It's a lot of money. That revolver. So, the card reads, resistance is three normally. Against any liberal, weird, or communist group, resistance is ten. So pretty much the fact that it's against any liberal, weird, or communist group, resistance go up. 
That's definitely a, con- a conservative card. <laughs> you ain't taking my guns. Yeah. Which, I mean, all these cards are pretty much playing out to today. You know? I mean, pretty much. You know, and this card makes sense, too, because you think about it, as soon as people started saying, like, they're going to try to ban guns and stuff, what do the people do? Go, they go buy more. They go and buy more. Yep. In, in 2016, $3.1 million was spent on lobbying congressmen. And then in 2017, the most ever was spent on lobbying congressmen. The gun lobby spent $5.1 million. So they spent $3.1 million in 2016 and $5.1 million in 2017. Ooh. So that's a lot of freaking dough, dude. Yeah, it is. Hmm. So this next one has a picture that says offshore banks and it has a washing machine with money inside of it and then it has a dryer line with money being dried and it shows uh it's all sitting on and it looks like in the middle of this ocean so the description says the offshore banks are used to reorganizing phony corporations often twice a day um it people are saying this one is the Panama Papers, and I can see it. So if you aren't familiar with the Panama Papers, so in 2016, the Panama Papers came to light. It was the biggest secret data leak in history. It involves 2.6 terabytes of data. That is an asshole of data. A total of 11.5 million documents that were leaked by an anonymous insider. These documents contain all kinds of information from Panama-based Mossack Fonseca, and that's a law firm that specializes in the creation of offshore accounts that were designed to hide wealthy in to design designed to hide wealthy and tiny island tax havens. While the phenomenon is not new, this leaked data provides the world's largest ever glimpse into how the large the scale is of tax evasion business and how it works. Mm. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's been known that people use offshore bank accounts, right, uh, to get, basically get away from taxes. Oh yeah. But that Panama that Panama Papers, dude, that was like everybody from, I mean, C-rated celebrities were doing it, you know. But it it came and it went. Uh, everybody thought it was going to be a giant thing the leakers thought it was going to be huge and it's like all media is right now it comes and goes quickly anything that's important but I give that one a hmm, just because it was already known that people do that four five yeah I like the artwork it's breaking really low yeah do the next one mass murder it's a black card which I don't know if the colors represent anything but just seeing a black card must mean something very evil. It shows uh, pretty much like a newspaper article that says World Illuminator. That's the name of the thing. Tweezer slangs rise to 23. It shows an old lady there. Mayor manages merger with mischievous mole. <laughs> Is that mole or a mall? It looks like an O. I don't know. Let's see. The card says, a shocking news story distracts all media, and by the time it runs its course, the public has forgotten all about what was that issue anyways. Yeah, that's, that's what we were just talking about. It's exactly what we were just talking about. Which, for, wag the dog, pretty much. Like, oh, look. Look, what, uh, look what's happening over here. Oh, don't worry about that Jeffrey Epstein thing. Don't, don't, don't worry about those Panama Wait, papers. Jeffrey Epstein? Look at this. 
Yeah, yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, another killer's on the loose, you know, or there's something happened with Trump. He tweeted out, grab her by the pussy again or something, you know? I don't know. I, I give that one a, uh, just, just because that one has truth in it, but I mean, that's been around yeah, forever too. I give it like a four as well. I like the artwork on that one. The too. artwork that for a second there, I did think that was almost like a real article. Then I saw the lines, and I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah, this next one is called Gordo Remora, and it has a uh, a little chubby guy sitting on a recliner, and it has um, Gordo written on the background, and then it has like a fern in between them or some type of plant, and then it has a couch next to it, almost as if he was like a TV show host. And then on the description, it says, next up on Gordo, people who believe in conspiracies. Are they nuts or are they just too stupid to live? You decide. People are saying that this predicts people killing conspiracy theorists in the future. If so, we're fucked, dude. Whoa. (laughs) Because we got a freaking show dedicated to it. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. I'm going to go ahead and head out real quick. (laughs) <laughs> okay, it's nice to talk to you. No. All right. Well, I, I'm not going to give this one a rating. I mean, there's no no really like predictions or anything. I can't see that happening, but I mean, I, I can't see that happening of people, you know, killing people just because they believe in conspiracies. Yeah. I don't know if it's really like, you know, about like them being killed. Maybe it's just like, you know, they're just too stupid. Why should they even be alive? Why do they come up with all this weird conspiracies and stuff like that? Well, for one, they're fun to think about. Yeah. So do you want to cover this last one before we go into our strange theories and facts around these cards? Oh, yeah. This next one, Hallucinations. It's another black card. It has a guy, bald-headed guy bleeding from the nose, showing lots of pain. He's in agony. And it looks like he's being attacked by purple flubber. Best way to describe it. Looks like purple flubber. And it says you control a powerful telepath. Unfortunately, she's totally insane, but she can act once per turn to project her madness into the mind of any personality and cancel their action or give it a plus three on any attempt to destroy them. So yeah, it's not a dude. That's a girl who's bald and she has blood coming from one side of her nose and she's getting this black stuff shot at her and she's like screaming in pain. Now, are you what sure does that look that, like? That's the girl or she's, that's not the victim she's attacking. I want the cards. It could be, oh, it could be a victim she's attacking. You might be right. I like to think that that's, 11 from Stranger Things and that the producers for Stranger Things got this card and was like, okay. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, because it, it does. Like, her nose is bleeding, or this person's nose, ble- it does look like a dude, but it, I don't know, I just assumed it was a girl because it says she at the description. And mm-hmm. it, it does look like 11 from Stranger Things. I give this one about a six and a, a six. I give it a six. I give it a five. Just because I can't okay. tell if it's a guy or a girl. Maybe I'm using an insensitive pronoun. How dare you, insensitive. Ah, oh, political correctness. That card got me. <laughs> All right. So let's roll into some strange theories and facts around them. Uh, we've covered some cards. There's a whole lot more cards. Those are some interesting ones we picked out. But now we're going to get into some real interesting and strange theories around this card game. So one of the things I mentioned at the start was that his game company, Steven Jackson's game company, was raided by the government. Now, S. Steve Jackson Games, or Jackson's company, it was a small outfit at the time it was raided. Um, so in 1990, 
the offices of Stephen Jackson or Steve Jackson Games were raided by the U.S. Secret Service, who took documents and hard drives, some of which contained information on the Illuminati game. Those who believe in this conspiracy will tell you that the Secret Service's Secret Service struck because they knew Steve Jackson and his crew were going to reveal the Illuminati's plan of action through his card game. While this does tie in nicely with the cloak and dagger aspects of this theory, the offices were actually raided because Steve Jackson games, uh, they were employing a hacker named Lloyd Blankenship, better known as the Mentor. I mean, you figured you'd pick a better, better name than the Mentor if you were a hacker. You get so many names to pick from. I know. Right? He could have just been called Hacker Man. Exactly. I mean, the Mentor. What's your hacker name? The Mentor. Who'd, who'd you cool, teach? Dude. Uh- I'll teach uh, nobody. <laughs> yeah. So, so this Lloyd Blankenship was the system operator for a hacking bulletin board system known as the Phoenix Project, which is basically like a website form, in which it published a stolen set of files that detailed how the 9-11-911 emergency response systems worked. He was also the system operator for Steve Jackson Games Illuminati bulletin board, so their form. And uh, they managed, some people managed to speak with Blankenship about the raid, and this is what he said. Steve Jackson Games got raided because they knew I was a system operator there, he says. And the Secret Services couldn't believe that I wasn't using the Steve Jackson Games form as a hacker board as well. The Secret Service assumed they'd swoop in with a weak warrant and find so much incriminating evidence that I'd be forced to accept a plea bargain. Unfortunately for them, I had nothing incriminating at Steve Jackson Games. So that was from the horse's mouth. So I guess that conspiracy is squashed that he was getting uh, that's how Steve Jackson created all the cards and got the Illuminati's plans was from this hacker and that's why the u.s secret service and you know invaded them or raided them oh no he said he had nothing incriminating at steve jackson games but did he have anything um you know you're right maybe he did maybe he did possible maybe maybe he just had it somewhere hidden where no one could find maybe so you want to cover steve jackson occult practices oh yeah so one of the main card illustrators for the game was Dan Smith. Oh, Dan. He, he gave an interview a few years ago and was quoted saying the following. Unknown to most, and I say this with a degree of apprehension, speaking out now that the events are in the past, Steve dabbled in reprehensible, unclean practices to obtain his card ideas. I wouldn't say a Golden Dawn level of occult mastery, but there were times I would get messages from people who I didn't know. Steve often kidded that he was... Nostradamus's second cousin grand nephew now I wonder by the way if you haven't listened to our Nostradamus episode we did one a couple weeks back you should go download it it's pretty good second cousin's grand nephew that's a long line to claim something like that okay he must have used like ancestry DNA (laughs) so I I put that in there because I I thought it was weird that that one of the illustrators gave that exact quote that he dabbled in reprehensible, unclean practices to obtain his card ideas. I don't know, man. Uh, it's uh, uh, it's it's hard because I don't know much about the cult. 
I don't know what if they can see the future and then they write about it and that's how Nostradamus got his predictions. I mean, there is that theory in that Nostradamus episode that he dabbled in, in the occult and that's how he got his predictions, right? Yeah. So maybe that's how Steve Jackson got his. I I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like that's just a cover up on how he really got it. How do you think he really got it? Now, hold on. Now we're rolling into personal thoughts and theories. How do you think he really got his card ideas? Aliens. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that I'm not really sure. I can't really say where he got it. I'm just thinking maybe they just made stuff up. And this is my personal theory is the fact that I think they just made some of this shit up. And literally there's some group out there that decided like, hey, this guy's already made some of this stuff up and some of it's already like happened. Why not just go ahead and just keep doing it? Pretty much putting the blame on this guy. Could be, it could be, yeah. That's that's really good. I mean, I don't have any facts on this or anything. That's just, you know, just top of my head. Yeah, that's that's actually really good for coming right off the top of your head that they're actually doing this and then blaming it on this guy. That could be a possibility. Now he did say that in 1982 or was it in 82? Before that, he read a book called Illuminatus, the Illuminatus trilogy. Oh yeah, the um, two authors. He and they got some of their ideas from that. Ideas from that. Yeah, from that. And that's a very interesting book that I, I didn't get a chance to read before this, but I am going to, and I'll update the next social show. So I started thinking, you know, when he was digging in around in this whole conspiracy thing and doing his doing his whole, like, research on his cards and the game itself, what could have assisted him? You know, he looks a lot like Stephen King, the Steve Jackson does. And he he's got a he's 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 very smart and he's I don't want to say odd to be in a mean way but he is an odd individual and that's not mean at all you know he's just not n- the normal typical person right yeah. means he thinks differently which got me thinking okay he graduated from Rice University in 1974 we know that now let's take a few steps back so Project MK Ultra and yes I'm going down this route. We did an episode about Project MK Ultra at the very start. Audio's quality shit. That's why. Okay, so give us a break on that one. But if you want to listen to some interesting stuff, go listen to that episode. So Project MK Ultra for you, those of you, those of you who don't know what it is, it was a CIA mind control program. It was proven. It was real, and it was a code name given to a program of experiments on human subjects that were designed and undertaken by the uh, pretty much the CIA. They try to figure out a way to control people's minds and insert thoughts and ideas into it and try to mess with the brain a little bit. So according to former CIA director Stansfield Turner, the program ran until 1972. It, this Project MK Ultra was also, it was how they did it was that the CIA gave um, like over 80 universities in the United States funds to do this so they could report back their findings to the CIA. Um, one of the universities out of the 80 was Rice University. Okay. So he graduated Rice University in 74, which if MK Ultra ran until 72, that means he would have been what freshman, sophomore when he got there and it was still going. Now, what if they did pick him up and he was part of the MK Ultra and they messed with his brain, gave him some LSD, you know, changed the way his brain worked or whatever. Could be possible. I mean, that's possible. Some of the famous people involved with the experiments with MK Ultra was Ken Kisley, the author of One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Whitey Bulger, 
who's the infamous gangster who they have a movie about. Robert Hunter, the singer and songwriter and the guitarist for the band The Grateful Dead. Uh, Charles Manson is said to be a part of Project MKUltra. Um, There's a whole bunch of other real famous people that have, you know, said that their time in college really influenced who they were today. I mean, it influences everybody, but they said this and a part of the project really influenced them. So, I mean, it's, it's, that's the only really theory I could think about how he got his card ideas besides reading the Illuminatus book is that he dabbled into some Project MKUltra unknowingly that it was Project MKUltra and that's how he got his ideas. I don't know. I tried to connect some, you know, I tried to make some some connections with the Rice University, the years, you know, where it was being held at. You know, it could be possible he was a part of the project just because the timeline adds up where it was being done at. It was done at Rice University in 70 and in 71, 72. He was there from from that in that time frame as a freshman or sophomore at Rice University. So possible. Very possible. I mean, I like the way you put that together. Thank you. I just try to, you know, run the facts and sorry if I ranted a little bit. I just had to put that all together. I mean, I'm going to say definitely better than my little theory that I came up in like with like in 30 seconds. It's all good. I think your theory was good. I think, Carl, I just want to say this real quick before I hand it over back to you for your final thoughts and your wrap up. I I think some of these cards are very interesting. Definitely the Princess Diana one. Definitely the NSA one for sure. Uh, the Pentagon and Twin Tower ones, very interesting. It makes you think, this whole card game, the Illuminati New World Order card game. So, if you get a chance, roll over to our Instagram, story highlights, check out the cards, and then shoot us a message and just tell us what you think. Whether, if it be, hey, you guys are fucking stupid. You know, these cards don't mean anything. You're making, you know, nothing. You guys are dumb. You know, even it's fine. That's fine. You know? Or if you're like, you're totally believable, I believe in it. You guys are awesome. Thanks for doing this show. But we really appreciate that. But what are your final thoughts, Dan? My final thoughts are, I mean, let us know what you thought of the episode. Definitely email on, or message on Instagram. Leave a voicemail. But uh, if anyone out there has the game and they've played it or you, you played the game with like someone that did have this, I mean, definitely let us know because I'm actually kind of intrigued by some of these cards. And that's only... We only went over a couple of them. There's, what, 441 in the New World Order deck? Yeah, it was a lot. So, I mean, you played it. I mean, definitely let us know what you think of it, because I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah. Um, so before we roll out, I just wanted to give a thank you and a shout out to the person who suggested this topic this week. It is Megan P. So thank you, Megan. This episode is for you. If anyone has any suggestions on what they want to hear about, for the next couple of weeks or anything like that, or some topics, shoot them our way and we will most likely cover them. That's pretty much it. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. If you would like to get a hold of us, like I said, theories of the third kind.com or TOT3K.com, or you can go to our Instagram and shoot us a message there. That's about it. So I want to thank you again for joining us. And uh, remember, It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you're not alone.